Hi, Pastor Greg here. I'm the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church. You are either listening to the podcast version or you can also watch it live streaming on YouTube or recorded VOD of it. This is a new series and we are going to be going through the book of Colossians. I hope you enjoy this series. So without further introduction, the book of Colossians. So we are in Colossians part 11 and just a little bit of review some of the things that we've been going through to know truth is to know Jesus to know Jesus is to know God to know God is to love him and that you might live another thing is that we learned about high performance and high trust and it's even better it's more important to have the character than it is important for the performance. Because if you have high performance and low trust, it can be very toxic to the area. But even if like your performance is like either medium or even low performance, but yet you have high trust, that is, that is way more valuable. A character is way more valuable than anything else and keeping people together. And then last week we talked about relationships and basically the love that I show my wife should reflect the love that God shows me. The humbleness in the relationship should reflect the humbleness that is before God. And the child should reflect good character by choosing to obey the parents and that is a choice. So continuing to talk about character and performance, we're going to be looking at workers and managers. And the verse I'll read is found in Philippians chapter 2 and looking at verse 5 for right now. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. Father, I pray and I ask that we may just have a wonderful, wonderful time worshiping you and glorifying you. In your name I pray. Amen. As we're Going through this, the title of this, Colossians Part 11, Workers and Masters. Now, you'll notice in the title that I did not say slave or servant or bond servant, and I used managers as, you know, like masters because just kind of just kind of getting at more of what we see in today's day and age, who you report to. But in the Greek... For you know, slaves, bond servants, um, and and servants, the Greek word is the same word. The context of the verse dictates the depth of that Greek word. The word is the same, but the context. And in English, it's the word. You would say either bond servant, or you would say slave, or you'd say servant, and that denotes a level of where things are. But when it comes to the Greek, it is the context that actually lends weight. And in the Greek, that definition is a slave, literal or figurative, involuntary or voluntary, frequently, therefore, in a qualified sense of subjection or subservience. So in, in some ways, it's like, well, why don't you use the other terms? Well, in, in a lot of things, 
what you'll find is that you know some things like maybe sound a little bit better but in the same thing so like worker may sound better than servant servant you know may uh, may sounds better than bond servant bond servant may sound better than slave but in like i said in the definition of the word and the meaning of the word it is the same it is basically in the english definition a personally holy subject to the will of another so we're talking about like that kind of kind of deal and you're like well greg that's not like a worker and it's like well yeah it kind of is in a way because you report to you report to your managers your managers are the ones or the people are the ones that actually pay you and so in that service and it's like well yeah but i'm not wholly subject i'm like mm, yeah true in the fact that they don't necessarily govern where you live or what you eat or anything else like that but they absolutely positively govern like how much pay you have or or that kind of deal and in today's day and age and in everything else like that, that governs a lot of us. Because in that realm, it's like, what is the one major question? If I were to ask this question, I want you to fill in the blank. If blank were no object, right, anybody? If blank were no object, where would you vacation right now? What's, what goes in the blank? Money. If blank were no object, would you be doing the job that you are doing now? Right? A lot of the things that we do are still governed by that deal. So, yes, in a way, we do not have the same reporting, but in the same realm, I am responsible to certain people and certain, and certain managers. You're responsible to certain people and certain managers. And all those things, you have that responsibility to keep it going. So I do not want to get into a rabbit trail here, but I need to fix just a misconception that, that is out there, and then I'm going to move on. The Bible does not support slave trade. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there right now. The Bible does not support it. The Bible does, however, indicate that when a person is indebted, how to indemnify the person owed. And you're like, well, okay. Some of you may know exactly what indemnify means. It is something that I have come to learn very, very well in, in the current job holding that I am. But to indemnify means to not go over, but to make right. So if this, if, if you lost $25, then in order to make it right, I would give you $25. I'm not going to give you $50. I'm going to give you $25. Okay, And so the Bible indicates how a person who is indebted can actually work that payment off or indemnify whatever is owed back to the other person. And sometimes it is voluntary, sometimes it is involuntary, but there is that owed, a price that was owed. So, but none of which, by the way, and this is the reason why I didn't want to get down this rabbit trail, I just wanted to take care of that none of which is the point of what Paul is trying to get through right now. Okay? The point in Colossians chapter 3, looking at verses 22 through 24, bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. 
Now, his point of this is that as, a, as you serve, as you are doing in service, you are not supposed to be just for eye pleasers. And this is what is known as site labor, that I want to be seen, I want to be known, I want what I have done to be, to be um, like encouraged, I want what I have done to be lifted up higher. No, 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 not just for eye service, not for site labor, but in sincerity of heart, not self-seeking, doing that which does not benefit you. Okay, I want you to catch that. Doing something that does not benefit you in any way. That could be completely in the background. Maybe nobody knows that you did it, but you did it. So when you work, when you're in service, Doing things not to be noticed, but doing things because they need to get done. Now, I've been on this whole Navy SEAL kick, okay? I've been studying this whole Navy SEAL, and I'm sorry, you're kind of in this adventure with me, and I apologize, but I, I really, I love the military, and I love, I, 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 I pray for the people who serve. I pray for that. That's a dedication. And um, one of the things, another uh, Navy SEAL team, um, was asked a question, and, and this person was asked, how does a person make it through BUDS, which is the Navy SEAL teams, you know, like, I mean, they take dead week to a whole new level, okay, during this period of time. It's their, it's their test to see whether or not they actually make it to the teams. And the, the, when, when asked, the, the SEAL team leader was basically like, I can't tell you who, who makes it in. That's... I can't tell you that, but I can tell you who does not make it in. I can tell you who does not make it in. It's the person that always wins at football doesn't make it in. The person that is the strongest, <laughs> right? But they, 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 don't, they, don't, they don't make it in. It's not the person that has never had anything that they've always won. That's not the person that has made it in. The person that makes it in, that somehow manages to dig down deep and find that one core value that basically puts the other person that's next, next to them more important than they are. That in the midst of everything, when they're being tested and tried, and when they are going against the, the elements, and they're going up against their own bodies, and their own bodies want to tell them to quit and to never go through it again, when everything is, is down, what are they thinking about? They're not thinking about themselves. They're thinking about the person next to them. Paul is saying that as you are in service, as a believer in the Lord Jesus, as a follower of Christ, it's not about you being noticed for what you're doing. It's about the other person that you are benefiting, that nobody knows that you're doing it, but you're doing it anyway. It's about... Where is your concentration at? Is your concentration on making sure you get noticed? That would be eye service. Or your concentration on, you know what? I think you can, I, I think you can really do good at this job. You're doing such an awesome job at this. You, you just keep on going. Keep, keep it up. Keep it going. Be that servant to other people. 
with mental honesty. Fearing God, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you'll receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Fearing God and heartily, spirit, when you look up that word heartily, it literally means the very core. It is the heart, it is the spirit, the will, and the soul. And you do that as unto the Lord. So why are you doing it? I'm not doing it so that other people notice. I'm not doing it so that other people will see me. I'm not doing it so that other people will actually indicate me. I'm doing it because I'm doing it unto the Lord. And I'm doing it because it benefits other people. It's not benefiting me. I don't care about what happens to me. I want another person to be able to get that and be lifted up and be built up and be encouraged. And that's the focus. Pray for one another. Love one another. They will know you how you show love for one another. Your pay, your reward is not here. And then it says in verse 25, you know, in, in a lot of times in work or whatever, you see that one person that gets away with stuff. You see that one person that, that does stuff and whatever. In verse 25, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Basically, God is saying, listen to this, it doesn't say you repay, just that they will. What justice are you trusting in? Are you trusting in the justice that you or somebody else around you can employ? Or are you trusting in the justice of God? All my life, he has been faithful. All my life, he has been faithful. I don't have to worry about the other person because all my life, he has been faithful. I can trust in that. I can trust in the goodness of God. I can trust in him that he's the one that got my back. So that leaves me free to what? No matter this other person, no matter who they are, no matter how they have treated me, it allows me to treat them how God treats me. Because all my life he has been faithful. All my life he has been so, so good. And turns out that oh, how he loves you and oh, how he loves me. Then, it says in verse 1 of chapter 4, Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. So it, it makes mention of the fact that, yes, we as servants, we as people who serve, we're not their manager. There are managers. There are people over us. But 
God will ultimately have the justice. And we started out today in Philippians. And if you just go over, it's literally the next book over on the, on the left-hand side, if you turn over. And in chapter 2, we're going to go through 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Did you see that? Made himself of no reputation. Not look at me, look at me, here I am. Made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and on those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You servants, serve your master or your manager or be of service to the people. But here's the thing. Jesus put made himself as a bondservant. Who did he make himself a bondservant to do? Everybody. I'm, I'm seeming to have like a little memory. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. When are you in service? Pretty much all the time. There is not a person that's around that doesn't need some service. There's not a person around that doesn't need help. There's not a person around that doesn't need some prayer. There's not a person around that doesn't need a person that may need a smile or may need a tear, but you can give that to them. When are we in service? All the time. Let this mind be in you. The mind logic doesn't move the body. Belief moves the body. So basically what he's saying is that the belief in Christ forms the mind. And last but not least, John 15 and it says 9 through 15, but I, uh, in reading this morning and going over it again, I'm going all the way to 17. I just, I love this so much. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants. Listen to this. For a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. 
My belief in Christ forms my mind and focuses my actions to what? To abide in him. So then, to witness the love of Christ, we need the mind of Christ. To have the mind of Christ, we need the character of Christ. And the character of Christ comes from truth. And to know truth is to know Jesus, and to know Jesus is to know God, and to know God is to love him that you might live. God is forming in us that kind of character that can bear fruit not so that you can eat it, but for fruit for other people. Remember what I said, to witness by character, because your character shines lights, because it is the character of God that is being formed in you. It's the character of Christ that's being formed in you, that shines a light into dark areas, that other people may see the love that you have. Greg, how in the world do I witness the love of Christ? To live the love of Christ. How do I witness what God is doing to me? It's by allowing my reactions to conform to what God is actually showing in me. My natural reaction when somebody is angry with me is to get angry. But God's natural reaction when somebody is angry is, Father, forgive them. My natural reaction is to stand up for my rights. God's natural reaction is to not say anything. My natural reaction says, you can't do that to me. God's natural reaction is to say, these things must be done so that other things can be done. His what he's forming in us is so much different. It doesn't matter about my rights. It doesn't matter about that. Is there, are there times to discuss it? Yes, there are times. And, and that's between God and you, and I'm not going to dictate how that is. But I'm going to say this. Do all things of whatever you do, do all things in love. If you are getting angry, if you are getting upset, if you are getting where you feel just that angst against another person, that is when you need to kind of take a step back. And you need to ask yourself a question. How would God want me to actually respond in this way? And is it honoring to God? And is it honoring to my relationship with this other individual? It's like, well, Greg, I really have a struggle with that other individual. Okay, I get it. But how does God want you to have a relationship with the other person? How does he want you to establish a relationship with that other person? Greg, that's not easy. I didn't, I never in my entire reading of the scriptures has it ever said easy. It is says to be empowered by God. It says to walk worthy of the path that you are called. It is says to be strengthened by him. And I don't know how your daily devotional is. All I can encourage you is to make sure that you have that one-on-one. -on -one. Why? Because we need to witness the love of Christ by having the character of Christ. 
And the only way that does is in that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. So before you exit out that door, here comes first. Here comes first. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you, Father, for the love that you show. I want to thank you, Father, of how you've, how you've loved us. I want to thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, for your grace and your mercy. Father, I can't say more than that. I, there is no other words, Father, that, that can actually be spoken about the thankfulness of how much grace and how much mercy you have. I thank you for your forgiveness. And Father, I pray that as we go for the rest of our day, I pray, Father, that you be glorified in our hearts and our minds. I pray, Father, that our character will shine forth the light of Christ to the people around, that we may be witnesses for you. And I pray, Father, that you will walk with us and be with us and comfort us as we go. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast or watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to listen or watch past broadcasts, you can go to agjordanmt.com. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day.